Merry Christmas, all you nostalgic Christmas angels. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 novice, and the other is a 9021 expert. I'm Kendra the Christmas Elf Mickles, and I've seen these episodes for the first time. And I'm Saint Nick Gunning, and I've seen them all. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, you can find more about this show and, and others like I it. Just, hold on. I just want to let everyone know that the, the Christmas things we just did are a thousand times less cheesy than the episode we're about to talk about. <laughs> that is that is sadly true. <laughs> you can find more about anyway. this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Other shows on the network include Comic Book Coffee Break, where two friends sit back and take a deep dive into comic books past and present. Three Nice Things, where we force ourselves to say three nice things about a movie with a bad and often earned reputation. Radio 64, featuring video game music remix radio and previously on X-Men, where we look back at X-Men comics, movies, shows, characters, and more. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at HereWeGoPod. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. This week, we're discussing Barfisode 3 Barf Teen. It's a totally... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sorry <laughs> I, I, I misread that this week we're discussing episode 316 it's a totally happening life it, they never even say anything is totally happening they don't i think that's just their hip cool way of spoofing it's a wonderful it, life it no hip it's and not cool and i would i would go so far as to say it was not hip and cool in 1992 either <laughs> all right well let's crack open the west beverly blaze I'm an investigative reporter for the West Beverly newspaper. This episode originally aired December 16th of 1992. On December 6th, San Francisco 49ers wide receiver Jerry Rice catches the NFL record 101st touchdown in a 27-3 win over the Miami Dolphins at Candlestick Park. That You're a is, football fan. Does that mean anything to you? Is that cool? That's a, that's a lot of touchdowns. Okay. Seems like it. That may have been... It's. I mean, it's probably been beaten since then, but still, Likely, that's, yeah. that's a that's a pretty good record. Twenty-seven-three. Stinks yeah. to be a Miami Dolphin. December sixteenth, Daniel Cosgrove, Matt from the later Fox years, turns twenty-two. The week of December nineteenth, Saving Forever for You is number twelve on the charts. Well, well, well. And it even, if you look it up on the chart, it says from Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero. Wow. Okay. So I I was looking at the chart and uh, nothing really changes uh, on it, but I noticed that one at number 12. So I wanted yeah. to mention it. Nice. I also saw that Jenny Garth is on the cover of Teen Magazine in December of 1992, and you could win a, a sweepstakes to go to Beverly Hills. Oh, my gosh. In that issue. This sweepstakes has expired at the time of recording. Yes. So don't, unfortunately. don't get your hopes up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what magazine if this magazine is still around but it's like apostrophe teen huh you know i don't think i've seen that magazine that's interesting i've heard of teen magazine but i didn't know it had the apostrophe anyway Mm. uh in december of 1992 darkwing duck ended so we i feel like we just talked about it but tough time it only was on for a year? Is there a, only a season of it? It was a glorious time with the Disney afternoon. I, it, I, It's so hard to know because at the time, you know, they would air them a million times and they would air them, you know, over the course of many seasons. So it could be that it was just produced. The last new episode was then, but it certainly ran as a regular Saturday morning staple or the Disney afternoon staple for a long time. 
December 29th of 1992. We talked about I, I Will Always Love You last yeah. week. Um, Houston. Yeah. But on December 29th, it was certified gold, platinum, and triple platinum with sales of more than 3 million units. I believe it. It's crazy. I believe it. This song was absolutely everywhere. It's crazy. It's still everywhere. Oh, it's, it's true. It's still yeah. everywhere, especially with yeah. like Vine and TikTok. And yeah. I mean, people use it all the time. You're not so. going to beat that. You're not going to beat that break in the swell yeah. right after it. I mean, you just, it's its perfection. Yeah, it you, is. You can't top it. It can't be topped. Yep. Christmas movies that came out in 1992 include Home Alone 2, which we mentioned last uh. week. <laughs> the Muppet Christmas Carol. Your a, favorite a, Christmas Carol, Nick? It is. It is. And I do have a, a shameless plug that I want to put in right here. Uh, over on the All the Books show, the podcast that I co-host with Eric Mickles of the Radio Meanwhile Network uh, for the for the David A. Howe Public Library, we just did an interview with Mike Quinn, uh, who is probably best known for playing Nine Nub in uh, Return of the Jedi and the new trilogy. But he got his start at the Henson Company and actually worked on The Muppet Christmas Carol, uh, playing some characters, assisting with uh, other characters. So we talk a little bit about his time working with Jim Henson and The Muppets over on the All the Books show. So take a look at that because it was a great interview. That is so cool. I'm so jealous that you just got to do that interview. It was insane. We were not expecting, at least I wasn't, for it to just go for an hour and cover like absolutely everything. But we really did. And I'm a huge Muppet fan. So, but yes. To your point, Muppet Christmas, Muppet Christmas Carol is my all-time favorite Christmas movie. It's very good. It is. Apologies for the thunder. I'm sure listeners are hearing. It's uh, very thundery here where I live today. So, well, when we were we were recording the last episode of Comic Book Coffee Break, uh, in the middle of it, we got struck and uh, lost power, and so this. <laughs> I heard you record it. I was in the other room and I heard my husband be like, I guess I'll vamp till he gets back. Oh, that's not his strong suit either. (laughs) Uh, Two more movies. A Midnight Clear. I don't know who's in that one. Do you know who's in that one? That is like a a, like a war movie set at Christmas. Oh, okay. And of course, Batman Returns. Sure. And he's about to. All this news about Michael Keaton coming back to Batman after all this time is very exciting. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Beyond the zip code, Nick. <laughs> wow. Okay. You're not interested in Michael Keaton coming back to the Batman franchise? Uh, how is how how is he coming as Batman? Have you not heard this at all? I I don't. It changes so oh. often. I okay. can't keep track. Last well, I heard was Robert Robert Pattinson. Oh well, yes, he is. Robert Pattinson is going to be in like the standalone Matt Reeves the Batman movie, but Keaton is like circling a deal to come back as Bruce Wayne for the Flashpoint movie with Ezra Miller, and they're wanting oh. him to be sort of a mentor figure across several DC properties. And it seems well, that's kind of likely. Cool. It seems like it's going to happen. So yeah. Well, that's that's cool. I have nothing yes. against Michael Keaton. So well, well, what, what a glowing. <laughs> I do kind of wish we had someone other than Ezra Miller as the Flash, though. Just put mm. Grant Gustin in there. Just yeah. do it. It's a weird move to uh, to be developing Flash properties, but that's neither here nor there. Okay. But anyway, at this point, we've <laughs> talked so much about Michael Keaton. I should mention he does have a Christmas movie uh, called Jack Frost, where he plays a dead father who comes back oh, as a snowman. Yeah, that's right. I so used to be that's... I used to be very afraid of of Jack Frost. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I well, just I... had images in my head of like an ice guy. Sure. Yeah. So. Well, I, I would like right to take this moment right now to request that Jack Frost be covered on three nice things. <laughs> okay. So I'll, anyway. I'll I'll put in a word. But you asked me to go beyond the zip code, and I would I love to do that. 
Today, we say goodbye to Dana Barron in her ninth and final appearance as Nikki Witt. Dana originated the role of Audrey Griswold in the 1983 film The National Lampoon's Vacation and would return to the role 20 years later in the film National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation 2, Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure. It was kind of a running gag in those movies that every movie new actors are playing uh, the two kids, the two Griswold kids. Dana Barron's the only one to actually have played the role of either kid more than once. And it was uh, 20 full years apart. But anyway... Uh, she would other Christmas credits include the Hallmark original channel movie Snow Bride. I'm sad to see Nikki go. I am too. I, I like think she's her. been a nice addition. I, I like what she's brought to it. I think uh, I think she's done a lot with uh, with this role. Definitely top what like two of Brandon's girlfriends. I mean, thus I don't far know in I the series above because certainly not Emily Valentine or stupid Brooke. No, I now I can't think. Okay. Okay. Anyway, right. let's see who's living in Beverly Hills. Our synopsis is it's Christmas time, but the gang is having a hard time getting in the holiday spirit. David is struggling with being left behind when everyone else is graduating. Donna is stressed about a Christmas event she's organizing. Steve is struggling with his detention. The Kelly-Brenda-Dylan triangle gets complicated and things aren't looking good for the Brennan and Nikki and Andrea J. couplings. Luckily, a pair of angels have taken a special interest in the residents of Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> did I not warn you last week that the gimmick of this was horrible? You did. Thank you. You did, and it was. All right. <laughs> Well, here's our guest cast. First, we have director Richard Lang, and this is written by Karen and Charles Rosen. Denise Dows and Richard Kiley return as Miss Teasley and Gil Myers. As I mentioned, Dana Barron is making her final appearance as Nikki Witt. Here we have Robert Costanzo as the angel Clarence. And yes, I did say angel, folks. Uh, <laughs> Robert Costanzo has an extensive list of credits going all the way back to, you know, films in the 70s and, and right up to today. Uh, some some more prominent roles include voicing the character of Harvey Bullock across the DC animated universe. Oh, yeah. And for portraying the role of Joseph Tribbiani Sr., Joey's dad on Friends and the Friends spin-off Joey. Uh, he was actually the only other actor besides Matt LeBlanc to play the same character on both Friends and Joey. I'll have to look up his picture because I've I watched Joey and I watched of course friends so. it's only but i can't like, picture what he looks like joey's dad is in one episode really early on and then he's in one episode of joey like a full decade later but i mm. think you'd recognize the actor okay anyway his christmas credits include portraying santa claus on shows the mommies and night court plus playing the teamster santa in the Whoopi goldberg film call me claus <laughs> and finally we have bonnie urseth as miriam the angel she has no christmas credits but would appear as the reverend edith styles on melrose place as well as the role of beth Sorensen on we got it made all right man are you hearing that thunder do you hear it well not right this second no, but I, okay I you're I not hearing heard. it all right because it is super loud over here we'll see if it picks up on the mic all right, should we get into this episode? I mean, if you're asking, I'd rather not. Well, we're doing it. Fine. Here we go. It's a totally happening life. We start in space. <laughs> and, and we're seeing like stars. And then there's this, this purple star who is Miriam, the angel. And she's calling for Clarence, who's like, I don't, what do you want me for? I'm not helping. This isn't important. And then she's like, but it's important. And so then she takes him down to Earth so she can show him what's going on. 
and he can help. Great. Are you still there? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. I'm just disgusted so. by what's happening. Okay. So we start at the school, and they're like kind of narrating throughout yeah. this. So I'll yeah, kind of mention that sometimes. Yes. But... They keep like pausing or rewinding or showing different scenes or yes. whatever. They're really. The angels are in control of this episode, folks. Yes. <laughs> so we start at school. The West Beverly High Madrigal Singers are walking down the hall singing while <laughs> David videos. Yeah. Um, Miriam, the angel, says that Donna is an angel on earth if she's yeah. ever seen one. Oh, yes. Yeah. Everyone is wrapping presents for the... They're, they've fundraised and gotten all these presents for students at an elementary school in a different part of town that they're going to be bringing these presents to them. Yes. Dylan is playing with a yo-yo. He's into the yo-yo, I yeah, guess. Yeah, Yeah, big time. Then we have Brandon and Andrea are reading Oof. this super cheesy, dumb version of Twas the Night Before Christmas. Yeah. And all about, I feel like, like you can tell the that they know, like the actors know how dumb it is. As oh, I don't know. It. I felt like I felt like Andrea was in it. <laughs> I really did. Uh, Mr. Gill is there. He's back. Yeah. We haven't seen him in a couple episodes. I think it's funny that you always call him Mr. Gill. Why? Because his name is Gil Myers. Oh, nobody. (laughs) (laughs) But Brandon and Andre usually call him Gil. Gil, yeah, Yeah, okay. But it's just funny, Mr. Gil. Sounds like he's like their teacher is a fish or something. (laughs) (laughs) The class is taught by a twenty-five pound marlin. (laughs) That would be that'd be great. I mean, it would make just as much sense as the angels in this episode. Uh, Steve is in detention and OMG, I wrote this in all caps, Nick. He cut his hair. Yes. His hair is normal. I know. It looks so much better. Well, let's be clear. It's still very blonde and very, very curly. Yes, but, but it's, are... it's all around. There's no mullet though. And no, it's all around no shorter. Just a regular so. man's haircut. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then the gang is, they they need a Santa for this event. And so they ask all the guys and finally they get to Dylan and he's like, no way. And they like chase him down the hall. Oh, hey, how about Andrea doesn't have crutches anymore? Oh, yeah. That's a real speedy recovery from I like know. two I was broken that legs. Too. She only like, yeah, it was like two I mean, episodes, right? Yeah. But I mean, that's like a six month thing, isn't it? Yeah. Two broken legs? I would you, think that would be a long... I mean, I would think it would be, be way time. longer. Yeah, and then, like, physical therapy, I would say. I mean, being off your feet for that long? Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Andrea's healed. <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. So then we flash forward to two days later, because Clarence the Angel is like, yeah, they're fine. They don't need our help. Right. But then she's like, well, look at this. And two days later, we see they're all on this bus... And they're not talking to each other. But th- see, this is where, and I mean, I don't mean to nitpick the stupidest thing that's ever happened in the history of 90210, <laughs> but they sometimes they seem very bound by linear time. <laughs> <laughs> and well, let's times... get into the mechanics of time travel. <laughs> Just saying, sometimes it's like step by step. Oh no, what's going to happen? And other times they're like, hold on. And they're like pausing it like Zach Morris and like rewinding it. And I just... <laughs> I don't understand the internal mechanics of the angels' time travel capabilities of well, this episode of Beverly Hills 90210. I think you should do an in-depth study and thesis okay. on this episode. All right. Challenge accepted. So, Okay. So she, Miriam is still convincing Clarence to help 
with, you know, what's going on. And so then we go back two two days prior to the bus. Yes. And David is interviewing Andrea and Brandon. He's like doing this whole video for this for Christmas. I don't really know why he's doing this video, but he is. Uh, I wrote no more crutches for Andrea. And then her grandma gives her a call to say that she got a letter from Yale. Hooray. And she asks if it's a big envelope or a small one. And apparently it's a small one because you can tell by her face that she's disappointed. I was kind of surprised that she was getting college acceptance letters in December. That seems so early to me. Well, they say something about early admission. Okay. All right. So maybe that's why. Yeah, that makes sense then. Um, so yeah, so then <laughs> Gil is like picking on her. He's like, yeah. nope, you didn't get in. Sorry, yeah. they rejected you. <laughs> I don't get his thing at all. I don't think it's funny. And Brandon's no. like, I bet that she did get in. And so they make yeah. they make a bet. Um, and then they decide to go straight to not Gil, but Brandon and Andrea go straight to her house to see if she got in. Yeah. So she opens the letter and guess what? She did, she did get it. it. it was and a there's s- a whole thing where like Brandon's like, just open it. Do you want me to open it? Just open it. Yeah. She's got the Yale letter and she's got a letter from Jay and she's trying to decide which one she wants to open first. Yes. So she opens it. She got in. She's super Hooray. excited. And I yes. guess uh, Gil has to shave his beard now. That's the, the deal they made. Yeah, but so he's like betting against her. Yeah, it just seems inappropriate. I don't. <laughs> it is. Why don't the angels say anything about that? So she says, like, oh, I have to call Jay. He's going to be so excited. So she opens his letter. The music comes in so hot and heavy <laughs> at this point. Do you remember this? I don't really know. Oh my gosh, the music was so aggressively being like sadness. Sadness is happening now. <laughs> yeah, he broke up with her in a letter. Yeah. He wrote a letter to break up with her. He had to mail that thing. Yeah. And wait for it to get to her. That's right. Yeah. In his mind, they've been broken up for several days and she's just finding out about it now. What a jerk. Yeah. It's a weird situation. I mean, breaking up over the phone is never usually a good thing unless maybe you're long distance and you have to. Right. a letter that's ridiculous. Well, look, I think it's either they do a letter or they pay Peter Krause's day rate. So I think that's why we got. <laughs> I think that's why we got a letter. Well, that makes sense. But a phone yeah. call. All yeah, right. a phone call would have been nice. Anyway, so the next scene is at the Walsh home, and the family is decorating the tree and talking uh-huh. about Andrea. And <laughs> Brandon's like, I never really liked Jay. And yeah. then he's like, because I'm, and they're all like jealous, bitter, petty. <laughs> 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 they were so quick with it. The timing of that was really well done. I yeah, like that. Yeah, it was. The uh, angels are commenting about like, oh, they're twins? Yeah, what the heck? Clarence is thrown off by the fact that they're twins. He's like, it's too much for me to remember. <laughs> Give me a meatball sub. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. dude. <laughs> then Kelly and Dylan arrive to, I guess they're going to study, um, but they also join in and help with the tree a little bit. And yeah, then, because they, they've just decided to be like platonic friends. Yeah. So then the angels comment okay. about like, oh, this is a triangle and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. At school, Gil is shaving his beard while David films it. They're like in the blaze and he's just shaving. It's weird. Felt yeah. weird to me. It's kind of funny. Donna is worried about David. He's a little sad and he says it's because like Andrea got her acceptance letter and soon everyone's going to get their acceptance letters and he's going to be left alone, which confused but, me. Me too. Because I thought in the 
last season we he made a point that he was going to do yes. summer school so that in he the, it was a big part of yeah of the summer season and everything that he was going to race to graduate on like with them to skip a grade yeah and i thought that was just a done deal so i was a little surprised that that's where we are with david yeah that confused me too well maybe the angels can fix it yeah maybe maybe they can they can do some things sometimes yeah. so yep. yeah exactly <laughs> Exactly. Hopefully it's on the list of can-dos, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Brandon and Andrea have a little talk about Jay, and uh, then Andrea asks if he wants to go to the movies, but Nikki is coming home that night, so he's going to pick up Nikki at the airport. Yes. Yes. We've learned in our last, well, two episodes ago that Nikki was going to spend Thanksgiving with her family, her parents, and it was the first time they'd been together in quite a while because of all the stuff with Diesel and their strained relationship. Diesel, yes. So hard cut to them making out uh, on his bed at the Walsh house. And then Cindy walks in and Nikki doesn't even try to like get off of Brandon. They just like lay there and look at her and she's like, uh, the, oh, I'm sorry. And then finally Nikki gets off and is like, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then Cindy just leaves and doesn't right. do, yeah. like say what she wanted to say. Like, why did yeah. she come in there at all? I I don't know. Certainly not to break up teen sexual activity. If that's my parents for sure. walked in and I was making out with my boyfriend like that, yeah. I would be jumping so fast across the room. Yeah. And I'd be in trouble, probably. I mean, sort of if anybody walked in and you were like laying on top of each other, I would think the first instinct would be to be like, oh, oh hello, you yeah. know. <laughs> Yeah, it was a weird it was a weird move, but you know. Yeah. To each their own. So then they go in the bathroom and they're like cleaning up their faces and everything and Nikki <laughs> Nikki breaks the news that she had such a great time with her family that she has decided that she's moving back home to be with them. Yeah, and the which is kind day. of a weird thing to do after like <laughs> the next day. Weird thing to do after like fully making out on yeah. Brandon's bed. Yeah. Be like, by the way, it was this a goodbye makeout. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, kind of a similar thing with uh, Jay and Andrea. It was like in Nikki's mind, they were kind of already broken up, but just a weird, weird move. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. So this saddens Brandon. Later, yes. Brenda comes in and wants to talk about Kelly and Dylan, and she's like. Can I put in a word with the yearbook editor for most likely to backstab and yeah. most, I, I don't know. She comes up with different superlatives for them. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was funny. And she's like, oh, Brandon, do you, I bet you, you know, how, how long has it been since you were uh, betrayed or whatever? And he's yeah. like, oh, about, about an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> so then he tells her about Nikki and they have a little conversation about their issues yes and brenda is like so she's moving back home san francisco's not that far away it is a six-hour car ride oh wow from san francisco to beverly hills that's not close not close enough teenager that's a pretty far i would say yeah you know yep it is so this leads the angels to take us to a few months ago to explain what's going on with with brenda and kelly and Dylan. So a few months ago, they all met in the peach pit and sat Dylan down and basically said that they want to be friends, that it's been weird and they want the three of them to be friends. I know, but it was like, 
I mean, I think it was structured in a way that it seems like they're going to propose that they just thruple up. It does. Yes. And that's because, what Dylan, Dylan's like, what are you guys suggesting? Yeah, I know. Because Dylan's like, I love you both. And they're like, great, perfect. And he's like, uh, <laughs> you know, so. It is weird. It, it, this whole, very, the whole three of them together is, is yes. weird. Because they're very, all very definitely Archie, into Veronica each other. Situation. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Which I'm kind of surprised because I really felt like, I mean, I suppose it makes sense for Dylan and Brenda to have a bit of a backslide here. But to me, it just seemed like their relationship was very much over, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought it was a little jarring that he's just like back into Brenda. Yeah. Like it's no it way. is. So, it okay. Is. So then later, so then we have like a little montage of them hanging out and being friends and it's going fine. But then the three of them are studying so now we're back the the night that they were trimming the tree. Yes. <laughs> Dylan does a reading of Shakespeare that I thought was hilarious. <laughs> His like British pompous British yeah. accent uh-huh. really made me laugh. So then Kelly goes to get drinks. So she leaves the room and she ends up sitting and watching It's a Wonderful Life with the Walshes for a couple of minutes, uh, which the angels comment that they have no idea what this movie is. Right. <laughs> Even <laughs> though that's the <laughs> that's the thing. Kelly says, oh, Cary Grant is so great in this movie. And Jim's like, well, actually, it's not Cary Grant. (laughs) (laughs) It's Jimmy Stewart. It's Jimmy Stewart. (laughs) Which I understand that confusion. They don't look totally dissimilar. So. Okay. Not totally. They're both tall, dark hair, you know. All right. Anyway, I understand why she would get them confused. Okay, so then back up in the room, it's just Brenda mm-hmm. and Dylan, and mm-hmm. Brenda, like, scooches over and gives Dylan a kiss, and then, like, is two two inches from his face talking to him, and then, of course, they end up yeah. making out. A little bit of making out. But then they stop, and they're like, we're just friends. Yeah, oh, sorry. That was a mistake. We're just, just friends. friends. Yep, just kissy friends. So the next day at the Peach Pit... We learn that David's mom has suddenly moved to Portland. Yes. And he's really sad about it. Right. Because he just like came over to her house and all his stuff was packed up. Mm -hmm. Brenda and Dylan decide they're not going to talk about the kiss. They're just going to forget that it happened. Okay. David doesn't know if he's up for videoing the next day at the the Christmas thing they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, because it's a senior thing and he's not a senior and he's just feeling very left out. So he doesn't want to be like the third wheel at this thing. Yes. Dylan still doesn't want to play Santa. So Brenda and Donna leave to go to the school to do something for the event. And Brenda says, work on him, Kel. And she says, oh, I plan on it. Yep. Whatever it takes. (laughs) Whatever it takes. So they go back to his house and light a fire. I hate Dylan's outfit in this Mm. scene. It's like a cowboy outfit. It's like a white button-up, long-sleeve button-up shirt and jeans. I just didn't like it. Okay. I didn't like it. You picked it up on the ranch with yeah. Anne a few episodes <laughs> ago. That's what it looks like. Well, maybe. So they have flirty conversation. They talk about Santa and how Dylan never believed in Santa. And, of course, they start kissing. And, and of Kelly course. right on top of Oh, them. yeah. Well. Oh, yeah. When Bren- uh, yeah. Brenda comes over and looks in the door and Kelly is sitting on. She's straddling Dylan. She's straddling him. Yes. Yeah. So, and they see her uh, standing in the doorway. Yep. So, of course, then they have an argument and Brenda brings up like, oh, you did this to me yesterday. Mm-hmm. Dylan is very in the wrong here. Yeah. He's he's really, you know. Yep. He's uh, 
getting more than he should be. I don't yes. know. I don't know how to yes. say what I'm saying. No, I know what you're saying. I mean, he's taking advantage of the situation. Yes, taking Most advantage. Definitely. That's what Most he's definitely. doing. definitely. Yep. <laughs> so they they both leave and he's like, what do you want? What do you expect? You both say you love me. You both are hugging me. What do you expect from me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not with that, like, accent that I just did. Well, it's but... so stupid to, like, be like, we're all just going to be friends and then we're going to hang out individually, just the two of us, you know? Like, it's mm-hmm. just... It's a, like if they want to try to do that, then they just need to give each other space or only be in groups together or something. But, you know, to be laying on like beds and couches together. Come on. Yeah. Come not, on. Not going to work. So at school, Brenda tells Donna that if Kelly and Dylan are coming to this Christmas thing, that she's not going. Then Dylan says that he's not going. So she Donna is like talking with all these people separately. Kelly bails. Then David also bails because he's not a senior and he doesn't want to be, you know, in the senior group. Steve also says he can't come because he's technically not allowed to go to any school events. Andrea also says she can't go. For some reason now, she's mad at Brandon. We haven't seen yet why that is. Right. Yeah. Um, she's also dressed like a leprechaun for the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> she's wearing a green <laughs> blazer with like an orange thing underneath. She looks like a leprechaun. Wow. Uh, Brandon is the final person she talks to, and he can't come because he's sad because of his breakup and, you know... He, he's not in the mood. Yeah. So Donna goes to Miss Teasley and tattles. And yep. Mrs. Teasley makes everyone get on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, barring a note from the doctor, and I want to see that chest x-ray. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so she makes everybody go. So on the bus, this now we're back to like, See, this is why they're all upset with each other. Yeah. But then Clarence is like, but why are Brandon and Andrea upset? And I'm like, oh, good. They're going to talk about it because I was confused about that, too. Yeah. So at the Peach Pit, now now we see this whole thing. At the Peach Pit, Brandon and Nat are talking about girl problems. Then Andrea comes in, says she has to babysit. And so Brandon says that she'll come and babysit with her. Yep. Sorry, yep. I said that weird. Yeah. So, oh, so, Brandon's going to be there, yeah. Yep, so while they're babysitting, they're watching It's a Wonderful Life, of course. And at, by the end of the movie, they're both crying. And then they're talking about their lives, and Andre says she doesn't know what it would what her life would have been like if Brandon hadn't moved there. And um, she brings up the day that he tried at the beach club to convince her not to mm-hmm. not to go, not to leave the job, but to stay at the beach club. And they talk about timing and how timing is everything. And then they kiss. Brandon just pulls her in like a shop vac and just. (laughs) (laughs) He does. It's intense. He's got like an arm up around and just really he's going for it. It's it's not a subtle. It's not a subtle chaste kiss that we have between these two. It's not. It's not. And then something happens that I hate. Like, it's one of those forced conflicts that I really hate where Andrea pulls away and she's like, you were thinking about Nikki. Like, how would she know that? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, well, you were thinking about Jay. (laughs) And then they fight. Then they're like, I hate you. Yeah. So this is why they're fighting. Yes, we learned. That's so dumb. It is dumb. Such a dumb reason. It's very forced, yeah. Okay, so now we're on the bus, and we learn that, uh, 
you know, with all this stuff going on, the real reason the angel has called Clarence in is because their bus is on a collision course with a dump truck. <laughs> Driven by a raging alcoholic who's currently day drinking. <laughs> he's drinking while he's truck. driving the yeah. truck. Yeah. Yeah. So Clarence is like, oh, yeah, I fixed it. And we see like a, a different truck. And he's like, I rerouted yeah. that truck. And she's like, no, it's this truck. And he's like, oh, I can't do anything about oh, no. that truck. That truck is right, out of my was, control. <laughs> he's got limited amount of magic, and that's not going <laughs> to. Uh, so, yeah. Why, if this was the issue, we needed to see the whole background of why they're on this bus? It doesn't really make sense, but whatever. No. So Steve shows up at the elementary school. He drove himself instead of taking the bus. I guess he just decided at the last minute that he was going to go or he was trying to avoid Miss Teasley or something. Um, Gil is there and they're both waiting for the bus to get there. The kids are adorable at this elementary school and they, they are, are. They're yes. super excited to see Steve. Yes. Back on the bus, the angels are arguing about like, can't you fix it? I can't fix it. And meanwhile, we keep seeing clips of the truck driver who's just like got a bottle and he's just drinking. Mm -hmm. Everyone on the bus is arguing. They're all like anything anyone says to another person, someone has a comeback for it. Donna was sitting at the front of the bus. She goes back to check on everyone and they're all in a terrible mood. And then she lectures them to get over themselves and classic Donna lecture and uh, do what they need to do for these kids. So then Dylan and Brandon move up because they were all like sitting spread out. So they yeah. move up. So they're all sitting closer and they start talking to each other and yep. decide to put aside their differences. Uh, it's, it's, it's Christmas. It's the holidays. They need to you know? they need to put aside their differences for the children. David was sitting next to Andrea on the bus, and I thought that was the weirdest shot I've ever seen. It was, yeah. David and Andrea interacting in any way was just very strange. Yeah. Like, everyone else had their own seat, but the two of them were just sitting next to each other. Like, (laughs) I expected him to be like, oh, hi, I'm David. Yeah. You know? Uh, and David tells Donna that he brought his video camera, so he will record it. By the way, this whole, every shot of the bus, the magical singers are also on the bus, and they're singing the same Christmas carol over, over and over, over yeah. again. Yeah. Over and over again. They only know yep. the one. I guess so. They really want to get it right. They really want to get that one right. Yep. Back at the school, Steve is playing Simon Says with the kids, and then he and Mr. Gu- Mr. Gill, he and Gill are like, oh, here comes the bus. And then Steve sees like, oh, no, there's a there's a truck yeah, Steve, dump truck coming the other way. Steve and Gill are at the school and they can see it happening. So they're like powerless to do anything. But Steve's like, you're going the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, he's like yelling. Yeah. And then the angels start counting down to yeah. the to the bus and the truck colliding and then they're they're not coming head on they're coming like two separate streets like, a, like they're yeah, meeting like at an intersection like yeah a intersection yeah. yeah and i was like i was tense i was like what what are they gonna do because they're definitely gonna collide. yeah there's no it's unavoidable a collision is unavoidable <laughs> uh but right when they collide the dump truck goes through the bus magically yeah. magically magically yeah and uh i don't I guess Steve and Gil don't really see that happen. They just see that the bus is okay. Yeah, I don't. I mean, everybody kind of reacts to it. Like everybody on the bus is like, "What just happened?" They're like <laughs> looking around, all concerned and everything. 
So I don't, yeah, I mean, it's just sort of like we all accept that magic has just happened. Well, Miriam and Clarence are like, it must have been you-know-who yeah, saving the them. Yep. Uh, okay, so they get to the school. The kids are super adorable. Yeah. Mrs. Teasley is there and makes Steve be Santa. She doesn't, you know, yell yeah, at him for being Yeah, she doesn't kick him out. There. She just makes him be Santa. And then there's a whole montage of, you know, giving presents and decorating cookies and doing crafts and having fun with the kids. Dylan is going to teach a girl how to do yo-yo, but then she is, like, really good at the yo-yo, yeah, and she, like, does it. Star. But did you yeah. see she almost hit Kelly in the face? No. <laughs> she does. Like, she flips it backwards, awesome. and <laughs> I feel like Jenny Garth wasn't ready for it because she was like, oh, my goodness, <laughs> and, like, jumps out of the way, but it did almost hit her in the face. That's really funny. <laughs> go, go back and watch that little scene because it's funny. Okay. Uh, David thinks that he could graduate early if he takes more classes. Yeah. Which is what we had decided We've already earlier. established this, yes, in the summer. But Donna is worried that they will never see each other if he yeah, does that. Yeah, too much. And, yep. Yeah, so she's a little worried about that. Yep. Steve seems to be having fun as Santa and even has Andrea sit on his lap mm-hmm. at one point. <laughs> And then Kelly and Brenda talk to Dylan and decide that he has to choose by New Year's Eve who he's going to be with. He's got to make it's a decision. It's such a silly, like, teen boy fantasy, you know, is, that, yeah. like, they are both so cordially being like, here, we offer ourselves to you. You have but to choose. It's a reverse. You know? It's a reverse Twilight. That's what it is. I guess so. I guess it is. But yeah, everyone's just... into everyone's into Bella, and she's got to yeah. choose. Does she want to be with Jacob yeah. or does she want to be with Edward? Yeah, I just think it's silly. It, it just sort of takes away any sort of like we've been building up Kelly to be this strong character, you know, like she's gone through so much, and she's like really from the start of the season to like where she has been pre Dylan, really pre Jake. She was such a strong character, and so I feel like to have her in this thing where she's just like. Whatever you say, my man, I think is a major step backward. And I, I didn't like it. Yeah, I agree. So it's 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 very silly. Very silly. Is. Someone's going to someone's going to be cookies, hurt either like, way. So, yeah, one of the cookies has a B on it and one has a K and they're like, choose, choose. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. And especially because like Dylan seems to go back on his word. So he could choose Brenda, yeah. but then still really want to be with Kelly. So I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing to choose here is probably some time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because didn't they say like by New Year's? Choose by New Year's. New Year's Eve. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Couple not a days. long time. Yeah. The... Okay. Whatever. Last thing we see is we hear bells, and Donna says, "Every time a bell wings, an angel gets its wings," and Miriam got her wings. Yeah. For doing really nothing, she didn't yeah. really do anything. She brought it to Clarence's attention, and then God made a dump truck uh, <laughs> corporeal. <laughs> so Miriam. <laughs> so for that, Miriam gets her wings. Apparently, that's enough. Okay. All right. How does an angel get around with no wings? That's a good question. I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, they are presented as like stars in space, space yeah. stars. So I'm so glad we didn't see them as actual people hovering yes. above them the whole time because that true. would have been worse. I 
before we watched this, I was trying to, I couldn't really, I knew how stupid it was. I couldn't remember if it felt like the angel thing was like an addition to the episode, but there are certain things that happen in it that have to be like supernatural. So I just wonder like how aware the cast was that there was going to be this like supernatural voiceover and all that, because it's, I don't, I just don't know how that got approved. It's so silly. Yeah. But, I mean, now we know that, like, a god and angels do exist in the 90210 franchise. Yeah, so that's apparently. So mind going forward. And I think technically uh, it's almost sci-fi because the angels are presented <laughs> like space alien angels. So yeah. a, lot of, a lot of new additions to the 90210 canon in this episode. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what was your 90210 snap? I guess when the bus and the truck collide. <laughs> mm. I, for me, it was the Brandon Andrea uh, shot back kiss because oh. <laughs> I didn't I didn't remember that and I didn't really see it coming until when as soon as they were sitting close together on a couch, I was like, "This is happening." But yeah. you know, I didn't uh, right until that moment. It didn't cross my mind that we were going to get a little action there, and I'm very much over that too. Like, I'm mm. not really something that I care to revisit. Mm. Same with Dylan Brenda. I just feel like it's played out at this point. I definitely don't want to see more Dylan Brenda. Uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. All right. Well, uh, does the episode hold up, Kendra? No. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Definitely skip it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It's just because it's also like the Dylan, Dylan Kelly, Brenda situation kind of the way they're at now to me really feels like out of place. Like it's almost out of nowhere, mm-hmm. you know, based on like how, where we left it off. It's a strange jump to get them to this place. So I feel like Christmas episodes always are weird. They always well, they are. like shake up what we've normally been seeing. I think that this is maybe the last one that really does that. Because last year we had like the uh, you know the the magic Santa Claus man who was everywhere, right? You remember that? Yes. And this year we have the angels, and I don't know. Um, I think it's a terrible episode. I don't think anyone should watch it. <laughs> I think it's super dumb. Here's the thing: there are. And I, I got to be real careful here because I don't want to spoil anything for you. But there are things that happen in the course of this series that I'm still upset about decades later to this day. Uh oh. So I can't say that the worst thing that ever happens in the series is that these two angels narrate this episode. <laughs> but I can definitively say it is by far the stupidest thing that happens. <laughs> okay. Oh. All right. Now you've made me scared. Yeah. For the future. Yeah. Yeah. You should be. You really should be. All right. Well, uh, so we both hated the episode. Yep. Okay. That's the well, first one we've radio- not, like, we've both really not liked in a long time. Yeah. Not since, like, the, the, the cardio funk and the oh, yeah, pit cardio pendulum. Funk. Yeah. Where we both were like, these were turds. But, yeah, this is the, <laughs> this is just in its own league. Yeah. This is crazy. This is, like, <laughs> not doing no fanfic. It I don't is. like it at all. It is. That's really what it feels like. Yep. Okay, well, outside of the Radio Meanwhile Network, I host the All the Book Show, as I mentioned earlier, the official podcast and radio show, the David A. Howe Public Library. You can find it at soundcloud.com slash all the books or anywhere you get your podcast. And uh, keep an eye out for our Mike Quinn interview, which is coming out uh, probably about the same time this episode drops. So take a look for that. And you can find me at missmusicbox.com for all your craft needs and at missmusicbox91 on the social medias. Kendra, since this is a Christmas episode, tell me one thing that you have to have in order for it to feel like Christmas. That I have to have. 
yeah, it could be food or something you have to watch or clothes you have to just whatever. Mm. Something that's like it is Christmas. Christmas is upon us. Mm. Probably just my Christmas decorations. Um, okay. Specifically, I have an angel, a specific angel that I put on the tree. Okay. And I have this advent calendar that I hang up. And when okay. I when I've got that stuff up, it definitely feels like Christmas. All right. And you? Uh, well, for me, decoration wise, I have this little white Christmas tree that I got when I was probably like seven or eight. I. I wanted my own Christmas tree so bad and I like begged and begged and begged my mom to let me have one. And there was this little white one that was on sale and she finally relented. And I've put that thing up like every year, probably since before this episode aired. <laughs> and so like that, that's a big thing for me. And also uh, I got, I got to have a chocolate orange. Mm, oh, I don't like I chocolate got, oranges. Gots to have it. Well, that doesn't surprise me, but those are, uh, <laughs> Those are those are two of the things that make Christmas just right for me. You know what I, I really say. you know what I really like at Christmas what? time too? Those snowball cookies. Oh. Do you know what I'm talking okay. about? I do, yeah. I don't know what's in them, but I yeah. really like them. Okay. Yeah, they, that makes those sense. Those feel Christmassy to me. I gotta watch the Alistair Sim Christmas Carol. Mm. Um I usually do a lot of Muppets. Pretty much just go through all of the Muppet Christmas things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Muppets are very Christmassy for me. Yes. Christmas yeah. in July. Yeah. That's what we're Here doing we right now. <laughs> Good times. You can join us next week as we continue our 90210 discussion with episodes 317, The Game is Chicken, and 318, Midlife. Now what? The Game is Chicken? Yeah. Okay. You know, where you like, probably it's the game where you race towards each other and yeah. versus chicken. Yeah. Yeah. All the right. The Game is Chicken. Sure. Okay. All right. 90210, yes. here we go. Ho, ho, ho.